Hey guys, welcome. And this is uh, Monday night, our paintball podcast. Thank you so much. I was going to introduce something different after working all weekend doing a live broadcast. That's I was tempted. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us. My name is Todd Ansich. I'll be with you all night tonight. We are doing our, our weekly paintball podcast. We uh, stream it live on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, as soon as it's done, it goes right up to iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa, wherever you get your music or your podcast, you can find us there. So do us, do it, do it, do yourself a favor and go check it out. Um, we look more handsome on our podcast than we do in person. I'll tell you that. So thank you for joining me. We're going to have uh, Joe Kimson join us a little bit later on in the program. He's just running behind. Uh, I think he's still at the laundromat. And uh, we have Gavin Charmer from Terratech Industries. That's right. I do have a face for radio. I appreciate everyone joining us this evening. It is Behind the Bunker 805-ish on Monday. You've all strapped in for a wonderful show. Let's hope we can deliver. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you hit like, share, and tag a friend or three so they know what's going on tonight. It's Monday night. It's paintball night. And as Joe will say later, it is garbage night too, I believe. Uh, So make sure you share this with the world so that they can join in as well. I think it's also Hawaii Five-0 and Rewind tonight. What else was it? It was Hawaii Five-0, and there was something else that he enjoyed watching on Monday nights before then. I the can't fo- remember. The footballs? The sports ball? Yeah, no. maybe. Maybe. As Mike Thompson says, yes, it is garbage night. Happy garbage night. It's not where we are. It's it's uh, the off week, isn't it? It's just recycling tonight. Mm. Why does people care? <laughs> why, why do they... Uh... <laughs> sort of recycling, that's important, regardless of what yeah. week it is. Um, by the way, Matt, I gave you a video. Okay. So Matt and I were uh, broadcasting live all weekend for the Ontario Paintball League. Uh, a lot of you guys may not know this, but we have uh, this studio here. This is our Wellington Street studio. It's our permanent house. But we also have a uh, mobile production studio that we take on our road, and we do all of the uh, five events for the Ontario Paintball League. And we've done a big game or two before. Um, so now that we've got it built out, we are going to probably do some more uh live live uh live venues uh we were going to do a concert this year but it just didn't work out i the the schedule didn't work um but here's a quick video i took uh just kind of a selfie video from inside the trailer have a look at this yeah 13 minutes is uh, a lot of time for gameplay um yeah let's see what happens here hopefully see a three-piece combo here by somebody Devious losing their D player off the break there. So that's it. That's just a quick, uh, quick sneak peek. But there's uh, two camera operators inside. Instead of having camera operators on the field, getting hit with paintballs all day, they uh, they get to sit on a comfy chair just underneath an air conditioner and uh, and work it. And then you saw Matt. Uh, Matt's like Wilson from, uh, what's that show, Home Improvement? Yes. <laughs> you never see his face. That's the back of Matt there, producing it there. Um, yeah, so we're going to take that on the road and maybe do some things in the future with that. Wouldn't that be good to go to a big game and have that park somewhere with a bunch of camera angles? But I don't know how you'd... It'd be t- well, we could figure it out, but I would certainly... Uh, I would welcome the challenge, my friend. I, yeah, I think good. it would be a good market for... Uh, uh, for behind the bunkers to take it beyond just uh, OPL, but to to scenario yeah. games as well. It'd be great for the final battle. Um, if you've been to a field that has like a center castle or something, that'd be great if we could put up a couple cameras there. Super, maybe Matt can attest to this, but Super Game uh, has a staging area that watches their main castle at the end, and uh, we probably could do a broadcast there. Their posts are high enough, and so as we just sort of stumbled on the uh, the one broadcast uh, at at the field. Um, Interdu- or uh, interviewing uh, generals mid-game as well, players, uh, just getting a you know yeah. a man on the street or a man yeah. on the field type of perspective And even as well. Seb went out and took videos for us on the yeah. field of some gameplay and we caught can some do highlights. It, we can yeah, do it, we can do it. Thomas Burke says, like, full the gap. Yes, sir, just like full the gap would be a good one, too. Hey, Hanu, are you in the chat? Uh, Hawaiian Legends, yes. <laughs> we'll we're, do Hawaiian Legends. We're going to put our broadcast trailer on a barge. <laughs> And tow it across to to the mainland there, or to uh, the main island. Uh, So tonight on tonight's show, we're going to be talking to you guys about what is the most innovative or innovative thing to happen to paintball. Whoops. Uh, One of the comments in the, uh, that was sent in, uh, where is it here? Came in from Wes Shockley. uh, And we're going to get to the comments later, but he says the invention of cattle and tree markers. (laughs) 
Correct. Yes, sir. Topic is over. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> but he's absolutely right. Um, before we get into too much paintball, we do have to say farewell to a good friend, Paul Rubens. My friend, your friend. Well, he, he, he certainly had an influence in my childhood, but wouldn't say friend. And I don't think he ever shot a paintball marker, but we'll still honor him. Really? I thought he played for the Latin Saints. <laughs> yes. He was, was bankrolling it. I know he played for something. Uh, yeah, nice he, to see he played Lee. with something. <laughs> That's George Michaels. Did, no, did that was have a, problems that was too? Pee Wee enjoyed the adult movies. I was not sure. I didn't want to confuse it and say <laughs> so him and George Michaels were friends. Oh, they could have been. Uh, I, I, I think George Michaels liked the live action versus... Uh, <laughs> Word of the day is live action. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. Um, Air Ups Paintball, one of our uh, great sponsors here. Uh, we've known them for doing paintball for many years, and they also do a bunch of other stuff that we've done. They've done a, a big screen for me. Um, but they are just announcing their airtight fall protection uh, that they're selling to the Army and Navy. And uh, so, so the Army were looking for a solution to stop their mechanics from falling off uh, a wing, let's say, and landing on the hard ground. And there's no real tie-off points on those things. And even if you tie off above it, you'd still fall and hurt yourself where this you'd land on these bunkers and uh yeah you'd be fine and uh they're they're mobile so you can take them uh, wherever you're going and you can move them quickly so good for him that's called the davis fall protection uh go to davisfallprotection.com if you are an air force pilot watching right now thinking hey that's a good idea and think of getting out of your jet how fun that'd be <laughs> so congratulations for him uh, scrolling around, Gavin, through social media, I found an event that you and I are going to. You don't know this yet. You may not have time off yet, but we are going to uh, Scott Stocktoberfest. You use me, Skinner! <laughs> Stocktoberfest. Fantastic. Uh, so I would assume, judging by the poster, there'll be lots of beer and dirndls, but stock class play. Um, I don't know anything about it. I don't even know where it is. It says adventure games, uh, but I'm in. I'm just going to go stock up some 12 grams, and I'm good to go. <laughs> as long as their cafeteria at lunch has Wiener schnitzel, sauerkraut. We can't, and, we can't uh, bring Josh, because he will critique their kraut. Uh, that's true. That is very good true. old-fashioned kraut cr critiquing. <laughs> um, Phineas Gasparini asked if uh, Brent's bunkers come in tiger stripe. They would come in some sort of camouflage, well, I would bet. I'm not sure if it's still the Air Force still has the their tiger stripe pattern as well. Ah, uh, that's true. So it could, it may be not the tiger stripe that you're accustomed to, Phoenix, but there may be a tiger stripe pattern. Oh, Thomas Burke makes me sad. He says the Stocktoberfest event is in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And you know what? I have no problem against New Ham Hampshire, but I was hoping that it'd be like in a, a Bavarian Dusseldorf? country. <laughs> yeah, Dusseldorf. Yeah. And we have some Dusseldorfians sending us a message saying, hey, well, yeah, let's get Oompa you guys over here for some stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dusseldorf, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, trying to think of the name of the character. That was, uh, uh, what was the name of the, of the, of the. Help us out here. The movie you just referenced. Uh, Charlie William the Chocolate G. Factory. Yep. No, but what is the name of the character that played the German boy? Uh, Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Thank you. How did you not know that's what I was talking about? <laughs> you were just Oompa Loompa. I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, lift your arms. Is your right arm tingling? Um, so Thomas Burke says there are 80 to 100 stock class players. That if would you be put, an amazing game. But if you put Kraut there, I get, bet you can double those numbers. And that's in Bernie, Bernie County. Yeah, all jokes aside, that would be an incredible oh, game. Bernie County. Play. I think it would be great. Um, most innovative is BTB's stickers. Each of them add five uh, feet per second to you. Absolutely. <laughs> and Damien Fowler got Augustus Gloop in there as well. Perfect. Um, again, scrolling through uh, my timeline this afternoon, Under Industries, who have posted a lot of good memes <laughs> in before. Have you read this one? No, I saw that today. I yeah. Think. No. So the meme is a picture of a, a girl screaming at a, at a boy at a concert, but it says nobody actually owns pods. All pods are a part of the pod ecosystem at the field. So I am not 
really stealing anyone's pods, even when they have those lame team stickers on them. Yeah, we, uh, we, we were broadcasting the Ontario Paintball League this week, and we watched pod guys literally like grabbing whatever they had and then going onto the other side of the field and grabbing a couple on their way out. And, so yeah. to, to spice up your broadcast a little bit, there should be like almost CCTV uh, caught in the act and then, you know, shame people for stealing pods. <laughs> I just want a segment called shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? A lot of the teams... Um, well, I don't know if you know this, but the the team last year that had all the money, the Latin Saints, they put air tags in all their pods. Of course, <laughs> that was did. a promise to the to the players. Um, this is a crossover for me and maybe me only, but uh, I I fly paramotors in the in my spare time, and this fellow is a paramotor pilot. You can see him there. But what does he have glued to his uh, his foot there? He's got a Nola Gay smoke grenade. How is he going to deploy that? Uh, well, he, you could reach your foot. He probably pulled the pin and then just hung his foot down. But uh, well done, oh, sir. Oh, yes, that's a spent ordinance. You can see the purple on his... Uh, on his, on his the back boot. of his boot. Yep. On his Augustus boot. Um, another crossover. Uh, one wheels, guys. This fellow is going down the road in his protection. And if you look closely, what is he wearing? Oh, wow. Uh, bounce vest, right? Yeah, Empire... Uh, Empire chest protector or vest vest whatever you would call it so i don't know that he would need one of those quite honestly but good for him for for having something and uh we talked a couple weeks ago about celebrities that play paintball yes we did did we bring up drake um i don't believe the name came. oh well producer man is nodding his head okay yes. so this is a, a a friend of mine on facebook peter van dorser they have a paintball company called next paintball um, at the time, they, they exist. They don't exist anymore as far as their indoor goes, but they do have a field. He says, 11 years ago, Drake rolls up at the shop, and I got to swipe his black Amex for 20 grand nice. and cleaned out the store. He came in and picked up some of the high-end markers and played. Did he come in a wheelchair? Still in character? <laughs> so there you go. Look at that, that young face there. And I believe that's a behind-the-bunker shirt he's wearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Photoshop, quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this one was a, 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 oh, a Facebook memory from Mark Cannon from almost 10 years ago. And he was showing off his uh, his drop forwards. His retirement fund. I have never seen a shark one in person, I don't believe. But I did see, like, the flame drop forwards, obviously. And, yeah. And uh, you may not want to look directly at this photo. This photo was from one of our first years of doing Behind the Bunker at our new CrossFit studio. Look at them spring chicken faces. <laughs> Mine's blocked by a microphone, but that's okay. Yeah. Look at Joshua. Everybody had such hope in their eyes. <laughs> Still thinking this is a good idea. Oh, boy. Yeah. Back in the days. Back Those in the days. Were the days. Yeah, so just a couple things I saw on Facebook. Um, holy cow, I need that drop forward in my life, says Jacob Palomino. <laughs> we need to bring them back, baby. Uh, you know what? If 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 paintball players can still use the word egg and not be called out, uh, yeah. I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe Hormesis is coming out with a drop forward. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's retailing for twelve hundred dollars. So hopefully, hopefully you guys can pick them up. And they're limited edition. All kissed by Oliver Whitecloud. <laughs> oh, I piss a lot of people off when I talk about that, and I'm sorry, but nobody watches this show. No, um, they're all meditating right now. Anyways, new title: Barrel Made and Supreme Swab from Exalt. If you guys are enjoying the blue, uh, that's a good one to have. Anything but green. You don't want a green barrel swab. Drops on the field. and Yeah, you lose it. Um, or you can get the silver and gold. Silver and gold. The Burl Ives collection. I, <laughs> Damn, I was I just thinking I was going to say that. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so if you're uh, a Klondike, per Klondike person, there you go. Silver and gold barrel swabs from Exalt. Also, they have uh, the new small microfibers in stock again. Uh, or available now, you can get Paint Fighter, the Jolly Roger, or the Pew Pew Lime. Someone posted, again, I was on Facebook today for a while, and someone posted, uh, Mountain Dew has hot dogs. I saw that. Oh, I don't know if that's a like. I a hope troll that's a. I hope it's a troll because yeah. I that can't be. But would you try them? No. 
What? No, I don't. I'm not a Mountain Dew fan. I you eat buck fifty Costco <laughs> hot dogs and you wouldn't try they're, a Mountain Dew? They're a dollar. Or are they dollar fifty? I'll buck fifty with. Oh, uh, I gotta rethink if I want to eat hot dogs. Then <laughs> jacking up the price without me knowing. Uh, all right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and something else from Exalt. There's other small microfibers and micro towels are available as well. If you guys like those. We spoke briefly of it, but yes, Full the Gap, ladies and gentlemen, is coming up November 3rd to yeah, 5th. Make sure you guys get signed up. Tell Eric Engler we sent you, and uh, he will treat you better than any other customer. No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lisa Weaver says the code red hot dogs are a joke meme. Okay. But what about... But what about the Mountain Dew? Is that a joke meme or is that actually? I think they're. I think they are joke memes. Okay. Very clearly. They better be. I'd still try them. I don't want to lose my teeth because I'm eating Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't want to glow in the dark. Hot dogs. <laughs> um, Exalt makes it easy to get through the day of playing, says Joshua Estrada. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, also, this is the last call, ladies and gentlemen. My stack is going down. If you guys want some of these behind the bunker stickers, stickers, you can get them now by sending us a self-addressed stamped envelope to behind the bunker care of the sticker control council. And they're pretty sticklish, so they will not give you stickers unless inside the envelope you have a self-addressed stamped envelope to return them. Um, they've got a, quite a bit of an attitude down there at the council, <laughs> to be honest with you. Must be in Germany, isn't you it? You get elected to be on the sticker council, and yeah, all of a sudden you become uh, too high and mighty. Yes, um, you're, you're correct, John. Uh, stack is going down. Ding. It. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Bonchick's comment, and my stack went up. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bonchick, that was poor taste. So, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have Joe Kimson here yet, but when he gets here, I'm sure he uh, would be happy. We're going to be showing his vault video. Why don't we get right into that? And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault, where we go back in time, back into the early days of paintball, show you something cool that I own. Uh, today is no different. Today we are looking at the PMI 3. Uh, this is, uh, I think it's a combination of a couple generations because the first ones that came out had metal parts. This is a plastic side rail. The other ones were machined aluminum. However, this has a brass barrel. Some of the screws are brass, as you can see how they're tarnishing. These are pretty cool. They are ambidextrous, so you could put the caulking mechanism either on the right or left hand. This one has no um, barrel bag on it, so we can demonstrate it. These came in a variety of different combinations directly from PMI. Uh, you could uh, put the 12 uh, a tank in the front, either a seven ounce or a 12 ounce or a three and a half ounce and just have a smaller one or several of them ran air in the back with a car stock. So this is the uh, PMI-3 or VM-68 as, as we know it now. You've been watching From the Vault and we'll see you next time. Pew, pew. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So they were beasts. Those were workhorses. They were yeah. heavy as hell, but I, I, I had some paper on my desk and I opened up my window a lot and I used that and it's- uh, That would hold your house down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in Tornado Alley, I think they sent all their used VMs to... Uh, if you to had a mobile home, there. you could just drop that in the bottom, you'd be fine. Uh, I believe this past weekend uh, in Nova Scotia, they were using VMs to barricade uh, landmarks and big buildings from all the floodwaters. We can make light and joke, but why would you bring up a national tragedy like that? Yeah, I know. I'm giving a moment of silence. We didn't give it for Pee Wee Herman, but we'll give it for uh, <laughs> we'll give it for the Nova Scotians. Yeah, one There's of the paintball fields there. One of the gentlemen that uh, runs the OPL, he has a house in, or he lives in Nova Scotia, and uh, he went home or is going home to a flooded basement, unfortunately. So, um, all right. Well, you know what? Let's take a moment. We have uh, uh, someone walking by and came down in to visit us in the studio. Let's welcome Joe Kimson. Greetings, here I am. I'm late, behind schedule. Milo had an event and it went on and on and on. It was never ending. Now I'm here. He has dropped off. I didn't even, I just slowed down. He rolled out of the car <laughs> onto the front porch, into the recycling bin and knocked it over. Then we had to stop and pick it up and away we go. Nice. But I'm here. Um, yes. But this is just another reason for people not to play football and play, play some paintball. <laughs> <laughs> really, if you think it about is it. another reason why. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, let's move on to the show. We just watched Joe's Vault. That's great. Do we have... Oh, you know what? Um, somewhere in there, there were mail time comments. I thought I printed. Oh, boy. We, we oh, can boy. stop the whole show while you we, reorganize. No, they're in the sheets I gave you. Somewhere in there, there might be a sheet of, of questions for mail time. And if not... All right, I got you. No, oh, you is, got them? Mine is female time. It's all about Barbie. Has anybody gone to see that yet? Yep. yep. Did you? Okay, we'll talk about it in the after show. I no, haven't right. yet. And have you gone to see Oppenheimer yet? Not no. yet. Okay, I haven't either. So again, we'll we'll chat about that later. All right. Um, let's get into some mail time. Just one question. Mail time. Mail time. It's mail time, the time where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. I have one question in the live chat you should read first instead of the printed one by Jason Florence. He says, who is this Milo you speak of? What is Milo? <laughs> Mannix? <laughs> Milo is my son. My young 13-year-old son who plays football. It's not on the shelf either. Bonchick says she saw Barbenhammer. Or Bar Barbenheimer. Barben, Barbenheimer. <laughs> I should have did that though. One, Don't give it away. No, no, no. Listen, yeah. one, one weekend it was a it was a double bill, wasn't it? When they first came out, so you could you could see both really? features. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, so but back. now I want to know, yay or nay on Barbie? You don't have to give me details. No. Did you enjoy it? We'll wait till the after show. show. Okay. No. You'll have to wait till the end of yes. the show to find out if Gavin and Joe liked Barbie. That's right. <laughs> All right. All right. So we only have one question tonight. So the sack is a little tiny. It was in the pool. Uh, it comes from Shano Paintball, and he wants to know what's the fastest legal for ten man semi auto out out there. So. What's the fastest shooting marker or BPS per event? I don't know. Shano Paintball, I'm sorry. You know, um, I don't... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find these questions. Other questions. Um, I, I don't know. If you're playing a big game, do they cap it? Do most big games cap it at a certain ball per second? I know if you're playing... Um, uh, sorry, if you're playing like he's an NXL, so 10.5. So ten man, so I'm okay. assuming it's tournament. So I think there's a cap on it. There has to be a cap on it. That's Otherwise, yeah. So 10.2, was it? I think so. I think so. Um, and most electros, regardless of uh, the price point, can be adjusted to to accommodate that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I did find the questions here. Um, yeah, sorry. Wow, am I really unprepared? And I apologize. So I'm just going to ramble here for a second. Uh, what advice would you give to a player who is at a crossroad and looking to make the game more interesting to play or call to call it uh, wow their grammar is terrible that's okay it's spit it out we'll so, so what advice would you give to a player who is at a crossroad and looking to make the game more interesting or to play or call stay at a plateau also what would you take for you to say that's it. I'm out. I read that comment. Who was that? That was Thomas Bork. I read that comment. Yeah. Um, dep de depending on sort of the style or like the genre, if you will, of, of play, I think. So let's talk recreationally or even yeah. scenario. To make it more interesting, you can start off with either, you know, handicapping yourself. So yeah. if you, you know, moving to either a mech marker Pump marker, yeah. stock, mag fed, uh, just something different than your usual style of play can really add some uh, extra excitement back into the game that maybe you're lacking right now. I like when you paint your nails. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're playing, uh, if you wear rings, and, and if you're playing tournaments, you know maybe maybe it's the the, the the sort of the grind of the season where you're practicing, you're you're training training in the off days, um, and and getting out there playing tournaments, maybe not achieving great success but you're certainly not getting enjoyment at it do something different play yeah. local tournaments just show up like teams that you're you're aware of Todd yeah. just show up they don't yeah. practice they just you know like and they have, for the they have a blast it. but yeah. that that leads me to my point I I quit speedball because I was fed up I I was tired of practicing I was tired of the sort of same old grind and not upset just I, I was kind of done for a while and um, the reason that knocked me over that edge was because some of my friends were retiring and 
going to practice as you get on with the sport, it becomes more of a chore instead of a fun time. Right. And if your friends aren't going to be there to help help get you through it, it's not worth it. So we we decided as a team, that's it. We're done. We're going to walk away from it. And uh, a few of the guys kind of took a bit of time off, then kind of came back, and they're filling in on other teams and and, and have some success that way. But um, and that, and that's a great way to yeah. you know take a pot like hitting pause on your your, yeah. your career or your yeah. and uh, and then I, I mean, if you're not disappointed in your team like no. if you made a commitment I get that but yeah. if the, if it ain't work if it ain't working for you it ain't working yeah. for you take a pause don't walk away from it completely just find a way to yeah. rejig it or re retool it to uh, so to bring so the after fun back. I took a couple you know like a little while off I went and I joined a team asked for some help and I went and played with them and had some fun and I didn't know everybody on the team but I enjoyed it and then I went and I played for another team and. Again, it was fun at the events, but the practices were terrible because there was no one really there to that that I knew very well, and it was okay. But uh, yeah, but for as far as the scenario side of it goes, let you know, as Gavin said, taking yourself into a handicap, whether you are uh, grabbing a pump as I did or or a stock class marker, that's always fun. Just take a handicap gun out there with you, like maybe just do pistol, you know, to rejuvenate that. But also, you know. Um, if you're an aggressive player, tr change it up. Take the back, let the, let the game break out for a couple minutes, take a couple breaths, watch how it unfolds, and then go try to work yourself back up to the front. That's a challenge, right? Um, that I used to do so that, you know, because I would always, as soon as the buzzer went, I'd run up to the front and I'd, I'd play aggressive. But when you're stuck at the back, as if you came to the game late, um, you had an opportunity to watch where everybody went, but then you had to really fight to get back up to that front. So that was kind of interesting. So if you're, yeah. And there's going to be a point on uh, what, you know, there, there ebbs and flows in terms of how you, you know, you love the game or there's times where it becomes a chore. Um, I'm just saying this for me, myself personally. You know, that new player enthusiasm is so contagious. Play a rec ball day. Rec ball day, not with your gear. Use rental gear, the same stuff, you know, that's sort of the, the, the sort of the handicap as we're talking about, and just listen and get enthused by um, people who are playing for the first time. Just really get excited the same way they're excited. You know, you can share some of that experience, but sometimes just shut your mouth and just go with the flow and, and enjoy what they're doing, even if it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And I think that can, you know reignite some of the passion um, yeah. that you know maybe you've long forgot um, and so you know almost like playing like it's the first time for you again I, I think it's exciting yeah. do what Gavin did to me when I came to the sport I was all new and Gavin was all pro and he took me under his wing and you know and, and helped me out grab a new player and, and, and go out and, and coach them and, and, and show them the way you know teach them well and let them lead the way I, I love what Joe t uh, typed in the chat newbie for a day yeah so do that like yeah Leave your equipment at home. Wear the rental goggles. Join a you know a walk-on group. Everyone using rental equipment, and just embrace the uh, the enthusiasm of everyone around you. Yeah. You know, you may have played a thousand times, but they're for, like that first time. You remember that's what got you hooked. That's what got you yeah. you know continuing to play. If you're losing that 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 sort of um, that passion, if you're losing that excitement, then go to somebody who you can sort of absorb that from. And it's like it's usually a new kid or a, or a rental group that goes out uh, who just only probably going to do it for the for only one time in their life yeah. right and just sort of just you know sort of embrace some of that uh the new new player enthusiasm i don't think you want to do what joe did though if you're if you're losing steam and paintball don't open a paintball field because <laughs> that's gonna just uh make it worse it'll make it worse you know what i was out at the field yesterday and terry and matt had been fiddling around with a few things and built some fiddly bits put some structures up and did some stuff and we were playing jelly ball nice it's pretty That'd cool. be fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We were running around playing jelly ball and some of the, you know, just a very small area set up for some jelly ball. But I'm going to go out with Milo where Parker and play some airsoft, I think, because we can. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Put on my Sunday going to meet and close. Dress up in camouflage. I'm gonna put boots. on my gear, yeah. play carrier, go out and. You yeah. know, if you're playing jelly ball there, too, yes, you want, some, you want some face protection, but yeah. you know what? Maybe some. Camo paint, right? You could hop out of a creek. That's oh, maybe a mosquito infested <laughs> fog. Right. <laughs> um, Steve Preskill asked a question, um, and um, I'm not going to answer it, 
but we're going to use it for next week's topic. Steve asks, what's the best value for your dollar marker? Ooh. I think that's really good because I, I, I thought about it and I thought, well, that's easy. It would be this gun. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, what about a used this or a used that? There's a lot of good options for uh players out there so let's leave that we're gonna i'll post that up on social media and you guys can answer that next week for the show uh jason kerr says uh, can we get a shout out for speed weekend on the show no um <laughs> he doesn't give any details otherwise i would paintball and go-karting chilled event he says uh marcello costa in the chat uh, bom dia. he's uh, in brazil you should say hello Vamos. i should is that is that hello in brazilian i think that's more Portuguese than actual Is it Brazilian, more Portuguese? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Gavin only That's knows close. one Brazilian and he's already used his manscape to make it. So. Correct. <laughs> I'm Brazilian. Made we're a little still, treasure trail. We're still, what, what's the, what do they have? Carnival? They do, yes. We're still waiting for our invitation. And Oktoberfest. Marcello, we're still waiting for, or Marcello, we're still waiting for our, um, what is it? Carnival. Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something. I keep forgetting. Joe, we have an event that Bom dia. They, <laughs> they don't know yet, but they're inviting us to. I, I post the picture up here, Matt. It's uh, Stocktoberfest. Stock. <laughs> Gavin and I have already signed up. We're going to go. Where's that? Well, we thought it was in Bavaria, but someone's trying to tell us it's in New Hampshire. Oh. So. Well, it's a save the date. It's not confirmed yet. <laughs> That's true. It <laughs> doesn't say the save game. the location either. So Stocktoberfest. That's kind of neat. <laughs> with a fraud line. Yeah. I believe you get uh, 20 ounces of kraut with every bag of paint. So. We'll see how that goes. Now Marcel is really pushing this Carnival thing <laughs> that I invented. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're about halfway through the show, more than halfway through the show. So I'm going to tell you guys about something that uh, really is passionate to me. Planet Eclipse. From the point man to podium, Planet Eclipse performance markers, hardware, and gear is designed, manufactured, and perfected to operate when the pressure is on or when there is no pressure at all. Get Planet Eclipse and perform. EG, the smoke grenade company, has been providing the players, the playmakers, the photographers, the storytellers with Battlefield Brilliance, brilliant colors, and creating wonderfully brilliant tales since 2005. Make sure your next adventure includes EG. Arabs, give inflation a whole new meaning. Designed, manufactured, and handcrafted in America by Brent Davis and his crew. Stainless steel hardware and thick welded seams will keep everybody in play all day. Get Arabs and stay up. Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your next order. <laughs> what is so funny? Jeff Thompson writes, front lines and frow lines. I was trying to, re- <laughs> I, I was trying to retire. It was worth the info. I was trying to re- reply to that, but I couldn't get... this. In- My internet is going like awful. Frow lines and froth lines and whatever. Exalt. <laughs> Taking accessories and gear to the next level. Get Exalt for next level design, products, and materials. Whether you're a beginner, upgrading, or a pro breaking out, get Exalt. It's available worldwide. DLX Technologies, creators of the TM40 marker and accessories used by the best. Light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available from DLX. Whether you're riding on pavement, pathway, sand, or gravel, you can blaze your own trail with a one wheel. And before you ride off into the sunset or sunrise, use promo code BTB10 for 10% off at ride519.com. Is everything bigger in Texas? It is at Tanks Big Man Adventure Park, Houston's one stop for all ages action. Tanks hits the targets every time with Jelly Ball, Low Impact, Regular Paintball, Airsoft, Axe Throwing. Book your next adventure with the Big Man. Hashtag get tanks. There we go. Uh, thank you to all of our great sponsors. Thomas Bork says, oh, yeah, bring a Hawaiian shirt to blend in at Stocktoberfest. Not a chance. I am bringing, I don't care what the weather is. I'm hoping it's warm because I'm wearing my lederhosen. Leather shorts with with uh, <laughs> with a nice button down. They're tracked. And I want uh, knee-high socks with the little tassels on them. And maybe a pair of leather shoes. Yeah. There we go. Stocktoberfest. All right. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our topic is what has been the most innovative or innovative thing to happen to paintball. Uh, We did get Wes Shockley's comment, and he said uh, uh, cattle and tree markers was the most innovative thing to happen to happen to it. That got a rolling, baby. Um, And uh, 
Oh, these are some old ones. Old ones? No, like a, this Rick Oldie, old, yeah. going from two 1,250 round bags of paint in the box to four 500 round uh, bags of paint in the box may not have been the most innovative, but it's pretty damn important for a few reasons. Yeah. Saving space. Saving. Better. Yeah. Better. And to, yeah. We, I would almost argue, too, that a bag of 500 makes the most sense other than buying it by the case. Yes. But, like, it was two 1250 size, 2,500 rounds in the box. The boxes were a different shape. But then they went... Remember when they went to the short, flat boxes? Then they redesigned the short, flat box until the current shape it is now. Do you remember that? I just remember boxes. That's it. Oh. Didn't really pay your favorite one. <laughs> Do you like the Brazilian boxes? <laughs> yes. Brazilian-made boxes, yes. Uh, the, the the low impact cases right now, uh, they're cumbersome. What, they're they're long and narrow, and a million, and they don't stack loose. well. No, yeah, they don't stack well. That's the problem, right? Like, at least a paint case right now, you can stack them ten high or whatever they do on a skid. Actually, it wouldn't be ten high; it'd be about nine high. But it's still like it's stackable and it's pretty safe. But those 50 cal boxes, they're they're very difficult. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they they need to be a little different shaped. Yeah. Um, Quinn Nadu says safe constant air with features that protect the user. Constant air. Ah. That was a game changer. So maybe. constant air, I see that on on all the sheets. At least one person has said something. I, I think that is that for me is the biggest. I mean, it's it helps for safety. It helps for performance. It costs more for the field owner, but it, at the end of the day, it's it's also faster. You know, think of how many times you had to take a guy's CO2 tank off his gun, weigh it, fill it, weigh it again, give it to him back. Now you have a self-fill station. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Going from 10-round feed tubes to 40-round ammo boxes was a pretty big, a pretty big game changer, no pun intended, not only in making play more friendly for the players but also uh, paint paint sales went up for, for a field operator point so of speaking well. of paint sales and overall enjoyment matthew maverick watts says semi-automatic markers starting off like the the automag or auto conquer they drove every innovation afterwards constant air motorized hoppers electronic triggers pod size pod packs it'd be a very different game without the original semi-automatics yeah that's a that's a really good point Matthew, is there nothing you can't come up with? <laughs> Good for you. George Hay says the crocograph. No, I'm sorry, chronograph. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it made things safe, and, uh, you know, we weren't chronoing by welts or yeah. uh, how much bark flew off a tree. Yeah. When did a chronograph first materialize for paintball? What year? Uh, we were playing um, night games with Brad from Badlands would come down and Steve Russell and we were using the chronograph probably late 80s 80 88 okay so not 90. it wasn't terrible then so oh they were terrible the fold out shooting cronies Those no but things, I mean like no. not having one in general is what I'm saying like gotcha, yeah paintball gotcha. really like yes it started in 83 but 81 Oh, sorry, 81. Sorry, the field started. So, yeah, so 81. So, And people weren't playing in droves like they were before. So it really wasn't that long, I guess, for people playing without without a crony. But we weren't. Maybe maybe it was slight. Uh, no, I was right around there because we had this the shooting crony that kind of opened yeah, up like up, this. Yeah, the red one. And yeah. during the day, it worked fine. But we were trying to play at night. So we had two light bulbs mounted over top like this to give it enough light so that we could fire over at nighttime and stuff like that. there's like two eyes or two points. Like yeah. that's how it measured it. Because yeah. we, like, we we had one um, and uh, we used to try to crony our slap see who could have the biggest pimp slap. <laughs> Just to go over it. Keith Kissel says uh, uh, late 80s, yep. 86 or 87. Uh, Jeff Thompson says thermal lenses. From a guy who's played in the forest before and had fogged up where I'd have to like look up to the sky just in order to look out through one clear part of my goggle lens, a thermal lens was the game changer. Even if you had like the best gun, constant air, like anything you guys are talking about, without thermal lenses, you weren't playing anyways. I think that's one of the bigger ones. 
Yeah. I, I think, you know, you almost have to look at safety as well, like going from safety glasses to the JT the JT whippersnapper with the mask on it. That was innovative. Yeah. Then ear armor came out. That then full was face mask. Yeah. Designed specifically for paintball, not yeah. borrowing yeah. from another sport. That's right? what Mike Thompson just posted. He said, J- JT Proflex, instantly the best uh, mask. Still an excellent mask after right. all these years, and the price hasn't changed much at all. Agreed. Still pennies of glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Jones, he'd probably go with hyperball fields. Added another competitive aspect to paintball, like it or not, got us out of the woods and helped paintball become more mainstream. That's true. And if you're going to say that, then you're going to say MagFed. And uh, yeah, I guess I was going to say Airsoft helped that Milsim end of paintball. I would say. So, Jason, speaking of mainstream, Jason Diff says, um, you know, mainstream media that showcases paintball in some shape, way, or form, movies, TV, yeah. uh, you know, the growth of paintball has become larger. Paintball used to be a fringe sport. Yeah. Now it's, uh, you know, it's on the tip of mom's tongues for birthday parties. Uh, la, 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 la. <laughs> Especially in, in French. French yeah. la, la, la. <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> um. <sighs> Devin Schwartz, when Dennis Tittman Sr. invented the SMG-60 and subsequently invented constant error and purposely did not patent the design so it could be used and enjoyed by all in 1986. Yeah. And revisiting comment about constant error, HPA was a major step. So uh, Neil McKee says HPA was a major step up from 12 grams and dirty CO2. Canada was pretty good for CO2. We had medical grade. Right? Uh, so. Yeah, we only had one grade. The States had two grades. They had industrial and medical grade or, or um, food, food grade, grade or whatever, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stands out as... Jay- as- Jason Downs, compressed air, rotor, Emac, freak barrel. Someone posted in there the halo. So I would say halo and Revy. The Revy, for sure. Um, yeah. The Revy, absolutely, but I guess... The Halo, I, I put in high regards, but if it wasn't for the Revy, that's kind of what brought brought it home, right? Yeah. And I got a bunch, yeah. and I don't want to. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm not going to give you uh, credit for it, but you know, HPA about the cell fills and stuff like that. So there's yeah. a number of uh, of um, comments on the on my sheets about that. Yeah. What about Gavin the Venturi bolt? <laughs> Team I tags, still believe marking. in Venturi principle. <laughs> I do. Um, Steve Prescott, compressed air, constant air was great, but compressed air brought us solenoids. I don't know if solenoids make or break the game, but um, Matt Shook, being a player since 1989, a field store owner since 1993, oh. nothing has been more important than compressed air. I see the spisser. Yeah, what about Bob sitting in his hot tub telling us that the greatest development was non-oil-based paintballs? That's a good call. Water-based paint, you can just wipe it off. Yeah, but what am I going to do with all that turpentine I bought? Yeah, I thought for sure I'd be a turpentine millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. The turp. Yeah. Uh, um, One of the best innovative things is uh, for people to stop using duct tape and we're able to use team tags. Ooh, uh, why? Velcro armbands. Why? Well, I think the duct tape is the devil. And I I, I mean, I'm not a religious man, but that's what I believe. (laughs) Jason Florence, the hopper, making it his, its appearance. Yeah, yeah that's buddy. true. Um, gamma cord, no need to squeeze mech paint through the engine. Keith Kissel should watch his diet. He says, yep, nothing worse than coming home from playing paintball on a Saturday uh, or Friday night or Saturday, Sunday, and your toilet seat would be yellow and orange. You should consult with a doctor about that yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, getting oil-based paint off would have been very Slippery. difficult. I heard tournament paint that had enough pigment in it that it took a long time to get it out of your off your skin, let alone some of your clothing didn't even like still exists on there. Yeah. Someone said the halo, no, the halo loader. I was thinking someone said the Q loader, but the halo loader. The Q I, loader. Yeah. yeah, the halo is pretty. I, you know, we say HPA and we talk briefly about how it's good because of self-filling stations, but the self-fill stations themselves are great innovation. Right, like a field owner can now operate, run more people. They can have less time off the field. Like that, that in itself was a game changer. Moved away from scuba tanks, and yep. the diving industry thanks us for that because uh, paintball players, you know, it's probably the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. were scooping up all the used tanks, and so you know anybody in the uh, the diving yep. sports couldn't get a, a used. Hey, tank. Mike Payroll just signed in and said, "Hey, while we're talking about that, while he signed in." It just 
brought, brought another thing. Another innovative thing that happened in paintball was organized big games. You yeah. know? Because you're taking, you know, the field, the fields would run, you know, little campaigns here and there, little games and, and whatnot. But having big game promoters create, you know, events scenarios and, with, and, yep. and within those scenarios also came general rules, right? Like, um, and they also nailed home all the rules that the, ho- the field owners were doing, like, you know, barrel socks and you lose points and, yeah. you know, this is how, it, you know, and so I, I think the scenario game or the big game itself really helped the paintball market as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gator black paint, says Roger. I hated oh. black paint. I, we shot a black shell, dark yeah. purple. And you couldn't see it leave your gun, nope. and you certainly couldn't see it coming at you. Great for the field owner because you, you know, you're just dumping paint and hoping something hits. Yeah. Well, we used that to compete with, and uh, it was great. But uh, you can't track it. But again, on either side. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. All right. Any uh, any last comments, guys, before we close uh, close up this this sack? Um, so this is a slight aside from the question uh, from the question, Todd. Um, mm-hmm. You know what was I, I would say what was really helpful, at least in Canada, for for the sport of paintball. Double edged sword, you know, um, love it or hate it. When paintball was sold in big box stores, yeah, so it moved it away. Yes, it moved it away from the brick and mortar stores. Who people who had the experience and the education to uh, to be to, to help support uh, customers in their purchase. Yeah, but that exposure when somebody went to go buy some light bulbs. And we're able to see paintball in the aisle and added some legitimacy yeah. to it. And, it, you know, it, it, it allowed yeah. more people to get into the sport who may not have been in, uh, interested I agree. It was a great thing, but it was also a bad thing because yeah. how many field owners had to educate yeah. the people that bought them, shot them in their back 40, and then finally came and tried a paintball field. And their safety standards were really poor. So the field owner did have to do some ha- hand-holding. Yeah, but- absolutely. Having said that and having experienced that in terms of like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking right now and here's why I'm panicking. Um, there was not a significant increase in ER visits or anything like that, right? Yeah. So, you know, at least by the grace of God, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of uh, negative paintball publicity because of uh, the exposure yeah. and the accessibility. Yeah. Uh, speaking of exposure... George Hay, he says uh, barrel plug at the time. That's yeah, true. That would have been. Yeah. I I have to admit I I agree with him, but I I'm more excited about the barrel bag because the barrel plug. You know, you get some guy who's a plug and just you yeah, know but doesn't I, put I rem- it in properly. I remember seeing barrel plugs shot across staging yeah. areas. But, right, but but the barrel plug came at a time when there was nothing. Yeah, and the barrel plug, you know, when you had a pump action marker. And, yeah. and it was pump action. The barrel plug would do its job. One ball would come out, then you'd have to cock the gun again, and then you'd have time to put it in. But you know, for field, some fields in the, to this day still allow a barrel plug, and you have yeah. people using semi-automatic super semis electros. Yeah. The first shot blows the plug out. The next stream of balls, there's nothing to protect it. So the barrel bag is is you know the saving yeah. grace of that. But the barrel plug arrived at a time when, you know, you just told people to keep your finger off the trigger and point your gun Muzzle in a safe, safe direction when you're not using it. Like, there was nothing yeah. else. I, I was at Wasaga Paintball this past weekend, and there some of their rental guns, the semi-autos, do have barrel plugs on them. Um, but they won't allow a gun owner without a barrel sock. Right. So any electro or, or non-electro, they whatever... So I, I guess I get that. Um, it's better than nothing. It's better than right? nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, barrel socks are a lot more money than barrel bags. Or barrel, barrel plugs, rather. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Joshua Stratus says, I remember when Kmart had Brass Eagle paintballs. Kmart? Kmart. How old are you, Joshua? Blue light yeah. special. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's know. I used true. to shop smart. I shopped at S-Mart. S-Mart. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> Held to the king, baby. Um, Steve Mayer was wishfully thinking I, he thought I said butt plug. <laughs> there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh All right, goodness. well, why don't we close off this uh, end of the conversation because something very important has to happen, and that's going to happen in the after show. <laughs> uh, um, you remembered. So here's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys are watching us, normally we, we 
cancel our Facebook stream, but because we're finishing a few minutes early tonight because uh, we're a little tired from the weekend, uh, we're going to continue to broadcast for the after show. But we're, 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 we're done talking about paintball right now. We're going to talk about uh, something we touched on before, uh, before we uh, got into it tonight. And uh, so if you guys want to tune out now, by all means, I don't, I'm not offended, but if you want to stick around, we're going to banter for the next uh, little while anyways. And uh, sorry, we didn't have Josh on tonight. Josh ran into some, uh, some issues and couldn't make it tonight, but hopefully we'll see him back next week. Joshua Estrada is uh, posting lies. He says, great show once again. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to know, <laughs> I've had to sit here for 55 minutes. I want to know what your thoughts on Barbie was. And, I, and no spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. Was it worth going? Is it worth the hype? All right. Um, all I'm going to say is <laughs> I did not want to see this movie okay. at all. I I pouted. I, was, I, I had a temper tantrum about it. Family wanted to see it. Wanted to spend some family time it's together. It's cultural right now, right? Like it's I popular. had no, I had zero, like absolutely zero, less than zero interest in, in, in seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. I went in with low expectations because I just didn't want to be there. Yeah. Were you pouting? Arms crossed? I, I went in with a pout, but left with a smile, and I absolutely had laugh out loud. Really? Real laugh out loud moments where I'm sure I was disturbing other people in some the theater. Some lol energy? There was some lol energy. <laughs> uh, Bar- uh, Steven wants to know how do you enjoy the pink Barbie popcorn? Were you guys dressed in pink? Were there other people dressed in pink? Uh, I, I was not. I don't. I own one pink shirt, yeah. um, but I, I did not wear it. But um, I didn't know if that was a trend that people were actually yeah, yeah, doing. No, no, like, I would and, say people were wearing pink. I was close. And all, to- and all ages and stages. Like yeah. there was like there was young tweens and there was like fifty year olds. Like I was close to pulling out my um, mullet that I wear for Red Dawn, my Oakley razor blade sunglasses, and a pink Quicksilver shirt to wear. But I you could have got away with it there for sure, right? People would have embraced that. Yeah, I with I have- my base with my base Ken shorts. <laughs> and then I was going to put a washboard under my t-shirt to make my stomach look nice. So, uh, uh, again, um, hard so, to say. I would I would, I would, would certainly recommend it. It's a great movie yeah. for all ages and stages. So, I have to go anyways because my yeah. daughters want to watch it. It's cultural right now and topical, so I do kind of want to watch it. I'm more impressed with the idea of going to see Oppenheimer, and I know that people are not as keen on that they they say it was okay um but again i i'd, I'd still like to i'd like to know um well done bond chick well done is, btb is enough is enough is well done. is enough um, Mar- marco robbie she's hella fine but no matter what the movie she's in uh she's fine typecast as wolf of wall street yeah yeah that it, scene from wolf of wall street was probably one of the sassiest scenes in a movie in a while. It, it did take me a while to get into it because not Wolf Wall Street Barbie because I was pouting. But once you sort of, you know, but yeah. it, uh, almost like being an in Guantanamo yeah. Bay, you just got to go with it. So w- you probably walked in there, Gavin, with your arms crossed. There and was, then as the movie crossing. was going on, the popcorn started flowing and you're like, okay, I do secretly like this popcorn. And then you started getting into the movie. Uh, you know, I, there was only, I only purchased one beer. Oh, you got a beer? Good for you. So it w- it was certainly not alcohol <laughs> influenced, uh, but I yeah I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Did Joe sneak in some Twizzlers down your socks like normally, or <laughs> I, I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a straight shot squeegee holder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Twizzlers. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Ken, Ken top ten. Ken talked about his podcast behind the Barbie. There you go. So, is it enjoyable for an adult? Because I, I, from I the preview, it looks like it's like a, worse than a Pixar meaning. Like there's more innuendo that the kids don't get. Go ahead. Yeah. I would say an adult will enjoy it more than a kid. There's, I would there, agree. It would go over probably, it's probably more adult based okay. than it is kid based. So, Although like there's pink cars and pink stuff. Kids and, will love the visuals. They will love some, they yeah. will get, you know, sort of the, the, the surface level comedies. love the comedies. visuals of Margaret Robbie. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really well done, and it will hold. I think it would hold your entertainment attention okay. for. Uh, no, for that's movie. good. He said we smuggled in a beer. No, you can buy no. beer in our theaters. 
Yeah. Keith Kissel. Huh. Although you should smuggle in a beer at like $50 a beer. I think, I'm not sure how much you are. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I have to admit, when I first saw the preview, I thought, okay, this might be cool. My daughters will want to see it. And then I started seeing it. I, there's Barbie products. There's they're, they're being interviewed on every talk show, every stream, every influencer is talking about it. And I'm starting to get sick. And then you're seeing like, you know, Barbie products now already out, right? And you're like, okay, this is going to be a major flub. You know, I'm calling it now. And the movies come out, and it's had good success. And there was, a, there is. I mean, there not was. There's still a lot of hype and marketing machine around it. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I wanted, I honest to God, I wanted zero part of this. This would have been, well, almost like another Titanic for me, where I would never want to watch it. I reluctantly was sort of coerced into uh, into attending, yeah. but I'm glad I did. Yeah. Like there, she she was <laughs> Margaret Robbie was walking around with a Chanel heart shaped Barbie purse. Yeah. Which if, which they sell right now, it's ninety seven hundred dollars. Jeff Thompson takes takes the wind out of my sail because I was going to ask you guys at the end of the show that. What did Jeff Thompson say? Did how, why did Barbie never get pregnant? Because Ken came in a different box. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it, it, I'm not. I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to say anything. But it's interesting. Yeah. She goes from being. She works her way. Loses her well, not, being, uh, being a doll to okay. a human. Okay. Too much. No, I still want to see it, and I want to go in like Gavin with kind of open eyes and think, not really. Okay, but I, I, I find this in my life, right? If I go in with low expectations and I'm pleasantly surprised, I really, really like it. If I went in with high expectations, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Top Gun was the same thing for me. I went in there going, this is going to be terrible, but right. I want to see a movie tonight. Um, I was getting the popcorn shakes. We hadn't been to a theater in a while, and it was like, let's go try it. And it was one of the best movies I had seen in that time. So you, you know what? Every time I go to a theater, and I, no matter what I'm seeing and I'm psyched to see it, I think, you know what would be really cool, I think to myself, is sitting here watching Apocalypse Now redo but you can in do my that. Tiger Stripe. That would, I yeah. would like to see that in a theater. Yeah, you can do that. In though. this day yeah. and age and fully able to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it would be good if, if that was originally filmed in the IMAX whatever blah 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 you'd be able to watch it in like high res all that sort of stuff now that would be super cool but again I don't think I think I think IMAX goes over my head I don't think I'd enjoy it I've often said like I don't like those big ass screens where you have to move your head I like yeah, the back row true. so I can see the whole screen you're in the back row yeah but still with an IMAX your back row you're still moving your head left and right right you're, you're four blocks away yeah. and then someone was saying there's only really five real IMAX, IMAX theaters yeah. in the world. One's in Australia and Sydney, one's in New York, and I don't know where the other ones are. Um, but if, if, if it was filmed for that and the other theaters don't show that extra, that, that extra scene and, oh, not scenes, but the extra area around, are you really missing anything or, or gaining anything? If I, I don't know. I don't know. So. Jeff Thompson says, uh, I tr Gavin, I trust your judgment, but I'm not paying to see Barbie. <laughs> That was my plan, buddy. I'm telling you, I had planned to wait till it hit Netflix or Prime or something and just watch it streaming, but I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad I went. Yeah. Keith Kissel, what about G.I. Joe with his feelings on Barbie movie? Like G.I. Joe the action figure or, or you? G. Me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. Would I go see it again? No. But am I glad I saw it? Yes. I thought it was... Uh, How is it? I was entertained. Is there anything quotable? Lots of quotable stuff. That's good. Um, like Ken? I, I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't pay to see it again, but I'll wait for streaming and I'll watch it again. <laughs> Thomas Bork says, "No way, I'm microwaving my eyeballs in the front row." <laughs> yeah, can you imagine sitting front row of the IMAX and people are like they—they've sold these things out for weeks right now, yeah. and some people the only tickets they were able to get were the front row. There were people sitting there, so how comfortable is that? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you for tuning in. We'll have Josh Zubizabrikis back uh, next week after he's finished making his kraut tour across Canada. Gavin, thank you for being on the show. Great to be here, folks. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry so much for the after-show Barbie talk, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not making any money off it, but I, I certainly enjoyed it. Gavin's a Barbie girl in a Barbie I, world. I, I am a, I'm a Ken. I'm Knuff. <laughs> I'm Knuff. Pink is in. 
Nice. And uh, thank you to Joe for coming early and getting ready for the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I apologize for being late. I had no intention of being late. Like always, I would like to be on time and a little early, but I do apologize. Thanks for uh, well be being so welcoming and making me feel like I'm part of the show, even though I missed 10 or 15 minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks, Matt, for uh, pushing all the buttons tonight. And you'll see Gavin and I at Stocktoberfest as soon as the tickets get printed. And uh, we'll bring our vats of kraut. Prost!